0: Hey, folks, Russ Bailey here. It's time for another Brush Pile Fishing, the video podcast. And as always, we've got a great guest in store a man that I shot a show with that uh, aired here in December. And uh, I've since went back and fished with him when me and my wife was on vacation, had a great time again. And uh, I want to try to get another trip out of him. So you stay tuned. Gary Burks from Florida is going to join us. And we're here in Ohio, freezing our butts off. Gary's down <laughs> here. He's actually recovering from a surgery, but uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Brush Pile Fishing, the podcast. folks welcome back to the video podcast brought to you by bob cycle in sydney ohio and uh my guest today from sunshiny florida gary burks how are we doing gary i'm doing wonderful russ how are you good man gary is also known down there as the crappie assassin and the crappie assassin guide service uh is it a little bit warmer in florida than it is here in ohio Well, let's just take your uh,
1: temperature and and add about uh, 50 (laughs) degrees to that, and that's about what we got right now.
0: (laughs) Man, I don't like you. You know that. (laughs) Uh, Tell you what, Gary, um, you guide on several lakes down in Florida, and uh, we're talking January fishing. Um, What's going on down there? What patterns? What lakes are you fishing? What's going on? See, the, the nice thing
1: about fishing in Florida in January, you can never get bored because there's so many different techniques uh, that you can use that are effective during that time. Both long line trolling, uh, spider rigging are both good. Also, believe it or not, that time of year, you still can get some really nice fish uh, dock shooting as well as finding fish in deep water and um,
0: jigging uh, structure in deeper water. When you say deeper water, it's a little bit different in Florida with them shallow lakes, right? Well, the deeper
1: water that I'm talking about is mainly when I say the St. John's River or any type of river. uh, Because you can actually find some water that's, you know, 20 to 30 feet uh, in the river, which you you definitely won't find in any of our lakes here because they're uh, relatively shallow lakes uh, that we fish in. But uh, the St. John's River is world renowned and it holds fish. Every month of the year. Um, And it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to fish.
0: You know, Gary, I remember talking about the St. John's. Um, so we had already taped the show. I think we did that in February. And then, uh, my wife and I, we went down to Florida for vacation and, uh, it, it was a great trip. We got to see some, some spring training baseball, but I, uh, she, she told me one day, she said, I just want to stay here at the pool. She said, if you want to go fishing with Gary, man, I jumped on that opportunity. And we, <laughs> fished, we fished We now. Now listen, folks, and we'll talk about this later in, in more detail, but the day that we actually taped the show we had 30 to 35 mile w- an hour winds come in and amazing. it was tough. It was tough to hold a boat anywhere, let alone fish. And uh, that day we got a nice show, but Gary, you you uh, you stuck at it. But when we came down in March, me and the wife and I jumped on the boat with you, conditions were good and we went to the St. John's and we fished some of that deep structure and we caught some nice fish that day.
1: Caught some really nice fish, yeah. And And the crazy thing is, those fish were still in those same areas when we filmed, but the the weather was just so bad, uh, we had no way of staying on those fish. So even though we didn't get as many fish as we wanted when we filmed the show, I think it was a really good a really good show for people to see that if you stick with it, they still can get some fish because we tried a multitude of techniques a multitude of areas. And then I think one of our best areas came from a tree that didn't look like anything would be holding under it. Yes. And uh, we had some really nice fish from under
0: some limbs, which is pretty cool. So that was fun. And you know, folks, one of the things, I, I like promoting guides that I've I've already fished with, that I know you're going to have a good time with when you fish. You're going to learn some things and that even when the bite's tough, they're gonna to stay persistent and try to get you some fish. And that's what we did the day we taped the show. We started out on Lake Beersford. Um, and like I say, in the morning, it was nice and calm, but the winds picked up so quick. So we got off the main lake, we got into the river, and then we did what Gary said. We we found some limbs, some trees. Uh, we caught some fish there. And then uh, when we was on Beersford, the, the wind started to lay down a little bit late afternoon. And I told Gary, he knew, but I told him anyways, man, them docks was calling me. You know, I love dock (laughs) shooting and we went back there late in the afternoon. We just had a little bit of time left to fish and actually caught some nice fish out of them docks too. And, uh, shallow water. We were fishing something I was comfortable with. Most of those docks were in about five to seven foot of water and just shooting under there. Caught some with the cork, some without. So there's a lot of things down there. And if you've never been to Florida. Folks, let me tell you, man, one of the coolest things, Gary, when we taped was the wildlife that we got to see down there. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We got uh, uh, the cameraman was so in tune with every type of bird and every type of animal that we saw. And he was, you know, just uh, educating us on, you know, like a lot of the animals that we were seeing were some of them were uh, actually endangered and uh, he had all that stuff down. So that was somebody that likes to watch birds and animals. Uh, Florida is a great place for wildlife. It's just a great place to live and just to be outside in.
0: So uh, it, that was really fun. It was cool. And I know uh, on that, that final cut of the show, we've got some gators that we were pretty close to, which I've seen those before. But I think this is the first show I've ever done in Florida where we had the manatees three foot from our boat. And that was pretty cool, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they are, are very, very friendly. They like to hang out with you. Sometimes you 'll sit and fish in a spot for 15 20 minutes and they'll sit right to the, right next to the side of the boat and just come up and nudge the boat a little bit and they they're really friendly and uh it can scare the crap out of somebody that's not used to it uh, <laughs> because they they're big animals they're and big. they get really close uh but for us that's kind of getting used to them now i mean it, it's really cool to see them uh come out and just hang out and uh, uh it, it's always a good time to see those guys because Usually when you see those manatees, uh, you're, you you know that they're not disturbing the fish at all. So mm-hmm. when you see those manatees, un, unlike when you see gators and stuff like that, you pretty much welcome a, a manatee sighting where a gator sighting is is not so much uh, liked <laughs> because he's looking for fish
0: too. <laughs> well, you know what? And I don't mind. I didn't mind the manatees. I didn't mind the gators. But man, Gary, you did a great job. I'd never seen a snake when I was fishing with you down there. Hey, well,
1: listen, and and we will try to keep it that way because, <laughs> because <laughs> I am not a fan of snakes either. So we'll definitely try to keep all of our adventures snake free if we can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now let's concentrate on the month of January and then going into the spring fishing. Okay. So in January, what kind of water temperatures do you normally have? What lakes do you like to fish th- this time of year?
1: Well, in January, the water temps are going to be hovering right in that 60, anywhere from 62 to 64 degrees. And that's prime spawn temperature. So, what I'm going to be looking for is lakes or portions of the river that are going to hold a nice, uh, a nice, a variety of the lily pads and eel grass and cattails and stuff like that. Because when those fish get on those spawn beds, sometimes they shove up in a foot of water. Mm-hmm. So um, y- you got to be able to get into that shallow stuff because now in December, they do more of a transition there. You can catch them. Some will start to move into the pads now, but you still can catch a lot of fish out on deep structure. When January, when January comes, Those fish are gonna start moving into the shallows and it doesn't matter where you are, they're gonna start to make their march into the shallows to start to spawn. So you wanna target your area, target your search in 10 foot of water or less. Um, I've caught fish literally in a foot of water. I've seen fish sometimes where you can almost see the backs of their, their backs out of the water. They're in that shallow of water. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we, we've done that up here, man. You just throw that little jig and cork right in front of them. And right.
1: Bam. And they and they just smash it.
0: Right. I know. I know that uh, you love the river down there. You're on yeah. Beersford a lot. Um, lake Jessup, a couple years ago, my my partner, Tom Peterson, and I was down there doing a show and the guide that I was going to go out with on another lake ended up getting COVID, his wife got COVID, so he couldn't uh-huh. tape with us. And uh, I remember Fred Carter was fishing with you, and Fred uh-huh. said, let's call Gary, maybe he can help you out. You gave me some information, and me and Tom went and shot that show on Jessup, and that turned out to be a dynamite show. So you got on a lot of different lakes down there.
1: Yeah, I cover, um, believe it or not, I cover about 200 miles. Uh, I I, I travel all the way from Lake Talquin, that's in Tallahassee, all the way down to Okeechobee. And uh, what my kind of what my niche is, you know, most guys have a body of water that they particularly like to fish in. I can kind of consider myself like a guy with a niche because what I do is I can I pride myself on pretty much being able to go anywhere and catch fish. Um, you know, I really trust my electronics. I put in a lot of time in a lot of different lakes. So the main thing is time. You know, anybody can, that has electronics know how to use them, but a lot of guys don't travel as much as I do. Um, I have so many customers that come from so many different parts in in the state because Florida's so big. I like to be able to accommodate them to a certain point where you know maybe they don't have to drive four miles. uh, four hours to fish with me, maybe they can only, you know, have to drive an hour and a half and I can go fish somewhere, you know, a little closer to them. So I do try to accommodate and that's great, but it also gives me the ability to learn these lakes that I normally wouldn't, wouldn't have the opportunity to fish. And uh, I think that helps the fishing uh, helps my knowledge a lot because it also helps me when I have tournaments that I have to fish on these lakes um, that now i got at least a starting point on what I want to do because I've taken a client down to to, uh, to that lake. So it all kind of works out different. So you would be surprised the different techniques that you use from one lake to another. Uh, there's some lakes that you go to and they only want hair jigs. That's it. I don't care mm-hmm. what other color you want. You I know lakes that you go to and they will only hit minnows. I know lakes that you can go to, they'll only hit grass shrimp. So uh, just knowing the different lakes and uh, what the fish like really helps you to consistently stay on fish for your clients.
0: Gotcha. And I can tell you this, folks, from experience now, if you're on the St. John's or Beersford or Jessup, uh, you know I love my crappie magnets. And the Mermaid is one dynamite color down there? <laughs> glow pop is a dynamite color. Anything black and chartreuse has worked for me when I'm down there. And uh, Gary, we all have our favorite colors because we're creatures of habit. What's your favorite color combination?
1: Well, you know what? I, and I and and I gotta admit this to you, Russ. I like a lot of colors, but I'll tell you this: that daggone on glow pop. I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've caught fish, and I mean good fish, on every single lake using that glow pop. So the yep. glow pop is definitely in my top three. But uh, you know, Norm, uh, I've been catching a lot of fish lately with natural colors. Okay, uh, gold, dark, a uh, uh, brown colors the June bug color, colors that I normally wouldn't throw. I mean, to be honest with you, for years, all I threw was pink, white, and chartreuse in some type of a variation. And I caught all the fish that I wanted on that. Lately, it seems like uh, they might've been tired of seeing those colors. So now they're going more toward the natural colors. And I think that with the storms that we get here and the constant water rising and lowering, rising and lower. I think a lot of those grass shrimp and a lot of those small, uh, a lot of larvae and stuff like that that's in the water. I think they're starting to take eat a lot more of those, mm-hmm. and I think it's starting to be represented by the style of jigs and the color of jigs that we're having to use now because uh, they're starting to eat a lot more of those things versus some of the maybe minnows that they used to or whatnot. But uh, uh you know, it changes from week to week. <clears throat> but um, you know, when we got tackle boxes like we have. I think we're
0: probably pretty equipped to, uh, deal with any, <laughs> any changes, <laughs> You know, and the problem chance. is the problem is a lot of anglers are like us. They've got every color you need, but man, sometimes, you know, we've caught them on this color every time. So sometimes when they won't hit that, it's like pulling teeth to get us to change colors. Sometimes <laughs> we're too stubborn. It, sometimes
1: it is, you know, what I've started doing. When the bite gets tough and they won't go with anything that I typically throw, I pull out the ugliest, weirdest-looking color combination that I can find, and I'll throw that. Because you know what? Sometimes it's just something that either the style, the color, even the size of something that they've never really seen before Mm -hmm. triggers that strike. And it might not be a strike because they're hungry. It can just be a reaction strike. But Yeah. We just want to catch them. We don't care how the bite comes about, uh, reaction or otherwise. But uh, I've been doing that lately, and I've been throwing some really ugly jigs out there. Believe it or not, sometimes they react pretty well to them.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember when uh, when we came down, me and my wife came down there in March. I tried that, uh, and, and it's a combination. that works for me everywhere. It's another one, but it's g- butler gold with a pink head. A lot of people aren't gonna even try that. Man, it is a dynamite combination for whatever reason.
1: For whatever reason, right. Hey, one thing that you can't do, you can't argue with the fish, and you can't yeah. argue with results. If that's the color that they want that day, listen, I tell you this: like I told you, if you catch another fish on that glow pop, I'm putting one on. And <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> I, so, I got a two fish, I got a two-fish limit. If you catch two fish. <laughs> On a color, and I haven't caught one. Guess what? I'm putting
0: You're one changing. on. <laughs> now listen. So we're gonna we're gonna put your guide information up here, but that's all okay. based on one condition. All right. What? On the river, mm-hmm. the old house that I said reminds me of uh, Cool Hand oh. Luke. Don't be oh. taking nobody there, man. That's my <laughs> spot. That's Russ Bailey's spot. Okay. What a, what a beautiful spot that is, right? Oh. And that second trip down there, man, we whacked them under there. Well, let me that tell was... you this.
1: The other day we fished it. Uh, uh, the last, the matter of fact, the last day that I got a chance to fish before my surgery, we went under there and caught, I don't know, maybe 45 fish. Mm. But ch- but check this out. The biggest seven was, uh, I want to say it was 1376.
0: Mm. Seven, mm. You're killing me, man.
1: Every- Almost a two-pound average, bro.
0: <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> Folks, not I'll even tell you what.
1: Consider all of the, and not even to consider all of the, the pound and a half that we threw back,
0: you know. <laughs> you know, and the thing, the thing that gets me, that's a spot, all joking aside, if you do uh someone books you and you end up taking them there, if even if they have never dock shot, that's a good place to start because you've got some clearance between that's the water clear. and the top of that that's a good place to learn to dox you. And it both times I've been there. Anyways, it has been loaded with fish. It's been a good oh, yeah. time.
1: It's a good spot. I got it's I got, um, well, next time you come down here, I got a. I I got another spot that I'm going to show you. And I think after I show you this spot, you're going to be uh, looking for a house here in Florida.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> now you got to blindfold me till we get there or what? <laughs> I do have to blindfold you, yes. (laughs) So I'll tell you what, Gary, if someone wants to book a trip with you, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you?
1: The easiest way to get in touch with me would probably be uh, my website, which is uh, com, And uh, that way I get a lot of people that call sometimes, but uh, this time of year, there's so many people like this month right here uh, December. And it just happens. I don't, there's nothing on the schedule. I I'm booked. I'm I'm booked until probably the second week in January. Okay. So, uh, it's best that they contact me on the website because the website actually blocks that day out if they book it. So we don't have an issue where they call me and, um, I end up forgetting or something. And I end up getting double booked because I'm not right in front of the, the schedule. So website is best. They always can contact me personally by calling me as well. Um,
0: I prefer the website, but uh, calling me is a a good option as well. Okay, there you have it, folks. We'll have all the information up here. Gary, as always, man, it's good to talk to you. I hope you get recovered 100% from that ankle surgery. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Russ. All right, you have a good one. Hopefully, I will see you. As a matter of fact, uh, I talked to Fred Carter the other day. We're trying to get something lined up on a Florida trip for this year and and tape with him and Joe, and uh, I'd love to get in our show with you if you've got the time. Hey, well, you know, I'll always make time for you, Russ. All right, you have a good one, my friend. All right, you too, brother. Take care. All right, Gary Burks, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Gary is a super guy down there in Florida, and again, if we bring him on our show, it's someone I highly recommend. I fish with him a couple times now, and I've had an absolute blast. So give him a call, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. But before we take off. Another reminder, if you don't have the Brush Pile Fishing app, get that on your phone. It is completely free, no matter what kind of phone you have. It's got a ton of information. All of our shows are there. If you want to book a trip with Gary, guess what? We've got a guide section there. You go right there to Florida, pick his name. You can book that trip right through the uh, the app. So check it out. It's free. It's the Brush Pile Fishing app. Folks, I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned. We'll be back with another video podcast here on Brush Pile Fishing.